This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Would you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you can have your seat. Again, welcome to all of our first time visitors, our returning guests and friends. We are honored that you chose to worship with us this beautiful Sunday morning. We're going to dive right into the word of God today. We've been continuing a lesson that we've been in or a series that we've been in entitled Shatter the Pattern. Shatter the Pattern. We all have things that are within us that have been robbing from us and limitations and obstacles and hindrances that have kept us from getting God's best, getting God's blessed, getting God's purpose and plan for our lives. So the remedy for that is shatter the pattern, shatter the pattern and walk in everything that God has for you. On Thursday, we talked a little bit about invite God to intervene. When you invite God to intervene, he surely will. Today, I want to take a little bit of a different approach to the same lesson as we're drawing this lesson to a close, but a little bit of a different approach just to kind of help us to see that God's God has a, a, a planned future for, for us without even taking into consideration our weaknesses and our frailties and our dumb days and our missteps and our mistakes. Man, what I love about God is when we ask him to forgive us for anything that we have said or done wrong, any wayward thoughts and bad attitudes, any sins of omission and sins of commission, Anything that would hinder us from hearing from God and God from hearing from us, God is faithful and just to forgive us from all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And God throws it into the sea of forgetfulness as if it was never done. I love the fact that God never throws our mistakes and throws them back up and washes our face with them. Don't you just love God today? Man, what I love about God is even when we disappoint him, and we do, he doesn't pull his love back away from us and make us beg for his love. He keeps on pouring his love out on us. For God so loved the world. And you could put your name right there for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And not just no raggedy happenstance up today down tomorrow life, but this life right here more abundantly. So today, I want to kind of pick up on where I left off on Thursday as we talked about invite God to intervene. And I've got notes scattered all over the place because God really spoke a word to me and it really ministered something to me. And I trust that it will minister grace and favor to you as well. We've been reading 
in the book of First Chronicles, First Chronicles in chapter 4. And Chronicles is a book that chronicles. It records. And the a majority of First Chronicles is a lot of the history and a lot of the genealogy and who begot who and who begot who. That's the hard part of the Bible when we have to read that part because, number one, the names are are hard and it's just almost boring genealogy but genealogy was very very important to the children of Israel and it's very very important to God because God knows who are his so today for a thought the topic of my discussion for today is divine interruption divine interruption interrupt means to break apart to break off, to break in, and to disturb the action that's already in progress. Interrupt means to break apart, to break off, to break in, to disturb the action that is already in progress. Here's one of my favorite passages of scriptures, and I think you'll like it as well. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. And I'll read from the New King James Version. It says, For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So God is speaking directly to you, and he says, I know what I'm thinking about you, but what you have to do is get your thoughts in alignment with the thoughts of God about you and for you. For I know the thoughts that I think to you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil. We think that when God looks at us, he just looks at us ready to strike us with a lightning bolt between our eyes. But when God looks at us, he looks at us through the blood of Jesus. And through the blood of Jesus, we are clean as snow. So his heart's desire about us and his heart's desire for us is to give us a future and a hope. God has a supernatural divine destiny with your name all over it. And God has not changed his mind about you. According to the word of God, God knew you and he loved you before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb. And today, after all of the things that we've done, he still hasn't changed his mind about us. Somebody ought to just say, thank you, Lord, because that's good news. I want to encourage you with the word that God gave me for you, directed to you and to speak over you. And that word is to be faithful. Be faith-filled. Have integrity. Maintain character. Don't compromise. Be ready. Be steady. Be brave and be strong. May I speak that over you again? Be faithful. Be faith-filled. Have integrity. Maintain character. Don't compromise. Be ready, steady, brave, and strong. Oh, hallelujah. We're still talking about shatter the pattern. And we have many patterns that are in us that are robbing from us. 
Some patterns we established on our own, and some patterns came down our generational tree or our family tree. And the pattern does not have to stop until somebody stops it. So it might as well be me. The pattern can keep going on and on and on perpetually if nobody stops it. So since I'm here, it might as well be me. Luke chapter 3 verse 9 reads, But behold, the axe is laid at the root of the tree. What tree? I'm talking about my family tree. I'm putting the axe to the root of everything that is in me, everything that I inherited, not of my own uh, uh, fault, not of my own volition. I'm still putting the axe to the root of it. And I'm putting the axe to the root of stuff that I drummed up on my own, stuff that I created on my own. Therefore, any tree that does not produce good fruit has to be cut down. I'm cutting it off. I'm stopping it now, right here and now, because, of course, faith is always now. John chapter 15, verses 1 and 2 read this way. I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it'll bear even more fruit. So I don't have to abide in a tree or keep a tree going or keep nurturing the vines and the roots of a tree that is stealing from me. Stealing from my next level, stealing from my health, stealing from my soundness of mind, stealing from my peace, stealing from my provision, I have a right to put an axe to the root. Am I making faith to anybody? I'm talking today about divine interruptions. Interruption, again, is to break apart or to break off or to break in. And an interruption is to disturb the action in progress. And oftentimes we need a divine interruption. The other day I was taking my dog, Egypt, for a walk. And, and Egypt is a very good dog, and I trained him so that he doesn't even walk a, ahead of me. And I trained him, you're not going to be pulling me down the street and dragging me along the way. You walk right here next to me. And he's a good boy. He's a good boy. But Egypt sometimes represents the flesh. When he sees something that he really wants, even though I've trained him and I've disciplined him, and even though he knows better, he better not see a squirrel. If he sees a squirrel, then it's on and popping. So the other day, not only did he see a squirrel, he saw some birds and he saw the garbage truck. What is Egypt going to do with the garbage truck? He started going after the garbage truck. He started going after trash. Now, he know he knows better. My dog doesn't have to go to trash for anything. I feed him well. He got clothes and everything else. He got a change of clothes for every day of the week. He got a bed to sleep in and pillows. He lives the plush life, you understand. Why in the world would he go after garbage? So here go Egypt going after the, after the 
garbage truck, remember he represents the flesh right here in this story. So I'm going along, got him in complete control, minding my business, walking on my walk like I do every single day, several times a day. So this time he's going after trash and he's so out of control, he's in between my legs and he's flipping around and everything and he clips me up. So I'm headed face down fast. So fast, I was—I almost saw my face splatter. That's how fast I was going down. Out of nowhere, I got a divine interruption. And it was as, as if somebody caught me and stood me right up. Right then and there on the sidewalk, I began to praise and magnify the Lord because God blocked it when what represented the flesh was going after trash. I'm talking about, oh hallelujah, I'm talking about divine interruptions. This is what we do, right there on the side of the road, and cars were passing by, the garbage people saw me, they saw me tangled up and twisted up, I was in an entanglement, you understand. But I got a divine interruption. And I begin to praise the Lord right then and there on the sidewalk. I think I texted the kids and I said, I give God glory and praise because I got a divine interruption. What the devil meant for evil, God caught me and gave me a testimony. Just like me, you've got to learn how to interrupt your problem situations. You got to learn how to interrupt your patterns. And when you interrupt them, you interrupt them with a praise. When God blocks it and God rescues you and God delivers you on stuff that has stripped you up before, entanglements that had you hemmed up before, you just ought to go ahead and give God praise. Come on, everybody, and praise the Lord. Yeah, when you really think about the divine interruptions that God brought because you were heading nowhere fast and God blocked it, oh, hallelujah, you will spontaneously erupt in a radical praise. Oh, hallelujah, that's when you have to think back. Like Jessica said, think back, choose to trust, and then act on it. In the name of Jesus, we interrupt our problems and we interrupt our patterns because we put a praise on it. Interrupt means to break apart, to break off, to break in and to disturb the action in progress. There's action in progress oftentimes, and we disturb the action in progress with a praise. So when you have those tendencies and those patterns and those destructive and those toxic secrets that are working against you, that are in you, in the middle of it, interrupt it with a praise. Am I making faith to anybody? We often look at this word, interrupt, uh, with a negative connotation. Interrupt almost seems negative sometimes, doesn't it? 
but it was a positive thing for me when I was headed face down, when I was in an entanglement. I needed an interruption. Oftentimes, we look at an interruption like it's a, it's a breaking in and it's a hindrance or it's a, it's a barrier and things like Nobody likes to be interrupted. Have you ever been talking to somebody and they keep breaking in and interrupting? That could be discouraged. I'm not talking about that kind of interruption. I'm talking about the kind of inter- interruption when I know I need a breakthrough. I know I need help from the Lord. And then he gives me a divine interruption. Am I making faith? to anybody. Interruptions sometimes seems like diversions, but I need God to divert me away from certain things, certain patterns and certain behaviors and certain toxic secrets and certain stuff. Listen to me, stuff that I like, certain entanglements. I need, I need a diversion to bring me back on point. Here's a Pastor Andrea definition when God breaks in at pivotal moments without an appointment to drastically change things by his spirit to display his great power and love and to show out in my life can I read my definition again for divine interruption it's when God breaks in at pivotal moments without an appointment to drastically change things by his spirit to display his great power and his great love and to show out in my life. Let's talk about Jabez today, and I'm going to culminate today. I don't have much time, so let me dive right into it. I'm going to read Jabez. I'm going to go with me in your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And I'm going to begin reading that. Have you ever been watching television and you get a, 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 a interrupt, something, breaking news comes? Because the breaking news is more important than what the program is. So the news is so important, it is so pivotal it breaks into what is going on in progress. Am I making faith to anybody? Still talking about divine interruptions. You're watching a game. You're watching your soap operas. You're watching your movie. You're watching whatever, whatever it is. But something very, very pivotal, very, very impactful happens, and there comes an interruption. So we, I think it goes something like this. They, they interrupt the schedule programming something that's already programmed. We have patterns in our lives that are already programmed to take us to a certain place, to defeat us, to keep us bound. But remember we read Jeremiah, God knows the the thoughts that he thinks, and he has a plan and an expected end for us. So let's look at, did I read Jeremiah 29 11? I read that, didn't I? Okay, let's read Chronicles, 1 Chronicles. And if you read this book, as I'm just flipping through it, it talks about the family of Adam, the family of Isaac. It's going to the family of Israel. All, all of this is genealogy. And if you're not a, a historian, this could become quite boring. So would you bear with me as I begin reading First Chronicles chapter 4? And I'm going to let you know in advance, I'm going to butcher some of these names. I'm just going to butcher them because I'm not a theologian, but I am a student of the word. 
It says the sons of Judah. Now let's pause for a moment. We know who Judah was. The tribe of Judah represent those that were supposed to have their hands lifted in praise and worship. They were the worshipers. They were the ones that would fall prostrate on their face and their hands were always extended. Their mouths were always open with praise. Well, that was what they were supposed to be doing anyway. The sons of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, Sobol, and Rhea, the son of Sobol, begot Jahath, and Jahath begot Ahumath, and Lahad. And these were the families of the Zorahites, or Zorathites. These were the sons of the father of Edom, Jezreel, Ishmael, Idbash, and the name of their sister was Hazelponi, and Penuel was the father of Gedor, and Ezder was the father of Hashua. And these were the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrathah, the father of Bethlehem, and Asher, and the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hela and Zerah. Zerah bore to him Azuham, Hefer, Timony, Hashatari, and these were the sons of Nera. The sons of Hela were Zerath, Zohar, and Ethnon, and Coles begot Anub, Zaboba, and the families of Azariel, the sons of Haram. Put the sound on there for me. Have you ever seen this? When you're watching a movie or a show. So as we're reading chapter 4, Going along with all of this genealogy, which was very important at that time for history's sake and for chronicle, chronicling the, the things and the plans of God, right here after verse 8, we get an interruption, a divine interruption midstream in the middle of all the genealogy, there's a break in the programming, what was supposed to be ongoing in process, and we get to verse 9. In the middle of the genealogy, you understand, that's why I read it to you. <laughs> then in the middle it says now, which is a faith term, because if it's not now, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez. I'm going to commemorate you, the pain that you caused me. You caused me so much pain. I'm going to name you pain. And everybody that comes in contact with you will know that you caused me pain. Wow, that had to be a lot of pain for his mother to commemorate the pain by naming her child 
Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pangs. Wow, that's verse 9. In the middle of the important genealogy and the importance of the family tree, who begot this one and that one begot this one and this one had two wives and this one had these kids and these kids had, in the middle of all of this, hit it again, TJ. In the middle of everything, there was a break. There was an interruption. Oh, hallelujah, to bring a special message. This is breaking news. The genealogy is already in progress. We already know what to expect because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. All of them? All of them. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Remember we talked about Sceva, and he had seven sons? So when Sceva and his seven sons saw that Paul was casting out demons in the name of Jesus and people were delivered for real, and they didn't have to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep paying money and keep paying money because the seven sons of Sceva acted just like the daddy because, of course, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. They jumped up trying to show out, talking about, I cast this demon out in the name of Jesus. You know the one that Paul is talking about because they didn't know Jesus for themselves. They're just trying to jump on the bandwagon, being fake like they had some kind of authority, and they didn't even know Jesus. That demon swung around on them, probably head spinned around like on them scary movies. Instead, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? That man went berserk, jumped all seven of the brothers at one time. Jumped him off. Can you imagine how that man was going berserk if he jumping seven men at one time? And the Bible said he beat them down so bad that he left them naked. Now you know you got a good butt beating when you naked. Stripped them naked, all seven of them at one time. Left them bloody and they were scampering away as best as they knew how. When I thought about that, and I thought about how the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, it never said the skeeva got beat down. Because it always gets worse in the next generation. It's always bigger in front than it is behind. Am I making faith to anybody? All of his brothers were not honorable. The history began to talk about it. It went all the way down of the history of the people that were supposed to have a place in their mouths. You're supposed to have your hands lifted and praised, but there was a problem with your honor and your integrity. Then verse 10, and Jabez, 
called the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Bless me abundantly. Bless me realistically. Bless me big time. Bless me, bless me, bless me, God, indeed. This word, indeed, has the has the connotation of having big, bold letters, indeed, and big, bold letters with like five exclamation marks behind it. Y'all know how we do when we text when something is really important. We have all of them exclamation points behind it. That's what Jabez said. Now, here's the deal. I can't help but think about him growing up and his own mama called him pain and misery. You nothing but pain. You nothing but misery. You just a mess. You just sorrowful. You just bring sorrow. And everybody that sees you calls you that. Can you imagine being labeled? Some of us understand about labels because people have labeled us. And man, I don't like to be labeled. Don't call me anything but a child of God. Don't label me. Don't put me in a box. So I understood that he had to be labeled. And when you label with that kind of label, I'm sure he was looked at. You ever seen somebody look at you as if you're nothing? Maybe y'all never been there before. You've never had anybody look down upon you. But I can tell you firsthand, I have. And that is an uncomfortable place to be in. It begins to affect your mind. It begins to affect your emotions. It begins to affect your self-esteem because you were already labeled and now you looked at and I'm sure he was loathed because it was prophesied over him that he would cause pain. When you keep telling kids, my son, he's so bad, he's so bad, what is he going to do? Be bad, act out, because that's what you prophesied over him. That's who he thinks he is. When you tell little girls, you're so fast, sit your little fast up, what are they going to be? But fast, because you keep speaking it over them, and they believe what the credible sources tell them. Who could be more credible than your own mama? And your own mama tell you you going to be pain and you ain't nothing but pain and sorrow and misery. Man, can you imagine? And everybody that saw him, saw the label, looked at him funny, loathed him, probably laughed at him as well. But then there was a divine interruption. Because... What she said, he may have started walking in it. He may have begun to act out in it. He may have been a person that began to cause pain because hurting people hurt people. But it just didn't say he was born wicked and twisted. This came down from person to person. Because we're required to put the axe to the root of anything that doesn't serve us well. I'm still talking about a divine interruption. What I appreciate about Jabez, that even if he had been acting out, 
even if with everybody labeled him, every, uh, uh, if all of that was true, God saw something in him that was so powerful, he interrupted the whole genealogy to speak to his character. How you feel is not how you have to act out. How you feel is not how you have to act out. Because, of course, sometimes we feel like a nut. Sometimes we don't. So when you do feel like a nut, you don't have to act like a nut. That's when you ask for help. This is what verse 10 says. Jabez called on the God of Israel. And this word called on the God of Israel has reference to prayer. He prayed. He didn't have to have a long dissertation. He didn't have to have a 52-page letter. He just stood firm, trusting God. And he says, oh, that you would bless me Enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and that you would keep me from evil. I've done evil before, but now I'm asking you to keep me from doing it again. I walked in the things that they spoke over me and they prophesied over me because I thought that's who I was, but I found out that I'm not who, who, who they said I was. I'm who God says I am. So keep me, help me, and keep me from evil that I will not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. What we will say in today's vernacular is, and did. Verse 11, Shalab, the brother of Shushan, begot me. And Eshton begot Beth Rapha and Timonet. The sons of Kenaz were of. Huh? In the whole middle of talking about this family tree, there was a divine interruption. I don't have to be who they prophesied that I was. I don't have to act out on my feelings. All I have to do is pray and ask God to help me to put the axe to the root so that I will not cause pain. And we look at this like it's a selfish scripture. Talk about bless me indeed. Bless me big. In other words, bless me and bless me big. Give me a big blessing. <laughs> that sounds hilarious, doesn't it? But I want to announce to you today that God is interrupting the scheduled programming in your life. You were scheduled to do this. You were scheduled to do that. You were scheduled to disappoint. You were scheduled not to do your book. You were scheduled not to do that. You were scheduled not to do that. You have a right to stand flat foot with a straight face and say, God bless me big. I dare you to do it. I dare you to do it. 
We feel like we just, Lord, if I could just have enough to get through till Friday. If you just bless me to get through the Friday. No, bless me big. Bless me, bless me, bless me, God indeed. Bless me big. Big old bone letters, all the exclamation marks after it. Bless me. That I could put the X to the root. I don't have to act out on what they said I was going to do or what they said I couldn't be or even the actions that I feel in my heart. I get to put the X to the root of anything that is in me that is robbing from me. Bless me. Big. Come on, somebody say it out of your mouth. Say, bless me. Big. Come on, you got to say big like you got to... Enunciate that thing. Come on, say it again. Say, hallelujah. Say, bless me. Come on, say it again. Say, bless me. You got a divine interruption today that interrupted the schedule programming that said you were going to be a failure, that said you weren't going to make it, that said you couldn't have a business, that said you weren't going to get married, that said you weren't going to get out of debt. Stop in the middle with the divine interruption. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me, God. Indeed, he interrupted the whole genealogy. He said, enlarge me. Enlarge my territory. Give me increase. Give me influence. Enlarge me. Increase me. Bless me. And God granted his request. We got everything we need. And everybody connected to me is supposed to be blessed. How many know pain in your body is not a big blessing? Not having enough money to make it from payday to payday, that ain't no big blessing. We're interrupting the schedule programming. And we're standing flat foot with a straight faith and full faith and expectation, crying out with a loud voice, bless me. When you receive it, you'll start acting like it. You believe it? Then put a praise on it. Remember, the praise interrupts the pattern. You have a pattern that's in you that's robbing from you. Interrupt it with your praise. Believe it.
I'm waiting for somebody to act like they believe it's true. You got to be bold and commit to, to praying this same prayer every day till the end of the year and see don't your year change. Say it every day. 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 just for me, so everyone around me. And it says, he, he said, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, that you would keep me, keep me God, keep me from evil that I may not cause pain, and God granted him what he requested. God broke in. He interrupted the programming. He broke in on purpose with a purpose. He broke off patterns of pain and he broke through with a plan and a promise for Jabez and did. Every head bowed, every eye closed in prayer. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.